0: And we're back for another episode of the Sports Department Podcast with Justin Valentovic and Jesse Norman. Everyone else is busy right now, and I don't blame them because we're talking about the NFC North. And boy, this is one of the more rough divisions to get through because one team is really bad. Two teams are average, and then you got the Green Bay Packers, which this is more than likely their division. So there's really nothing too much to predict, but Jesse might have a take here or there that might challenge the Packers after the whole Aaron Rodgers debacle was basically the main storyline coming out of this division the whole offseason and how Jordan Love has basically been raked over the coals for being drafted and nothing he can handle. Everything that's out of control basically at that point. But before we jump into the rest of the North, Jesse, what's going on?
1: I, You know, I'm doing pretty good. I pulled a a White Sox Bo Jackson card um, from this giant heap of baseball cards that I bought. That card might actually be opening them.
0: Yeah, that card might actually be worth like four or five dollars. So hey. that's a fifth of what you paid for that entire box of crap. I'll take it. And you got a Paul O'Neill. So there's a little bit of production. Oh. And you got and you got Greg Max's brother, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you got a Hall of Famer's brother, is the third best pull. That's kind of just sets the tone for the packs from you bought in. And
1: this is all Kinlinwood so far.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically just so. burn that's it all too. at that point. So Let's get into the North and we go from worst to first from last year's standing. So, the worst team of last year was the Detroit Lions. No surprise there. Boy, they had some moving around basically this offseason, none of which is overly productive, if anything. But they got, they traded away Matt Stafford and got Jared Goff for a bunch of picks. And they lost Kenny Galladay. So, basically, the two most productive offensive players they had on their entire roster gone Marvin and Jones jr oh yeah and him he's also gone they, they this roster boy oh boy they are
1: i would argue they also lost i'm sorry i don't know i don't know how dated this take might be mm-hmm. um and i might be showing my age here but like matt prater's still really good he's still right? a productive kicker yes like he's still i remember when prater was like winning games for tebow just like banging 55 darters, and everybody's like, Oh my god, holds Tim the record. Holds and the I record. was like, Matt Prater is out there carrying the team on his leg. Yeah, Tebow only had like to go Tebow, about Tebow gets him across the 50, and, and they're it's like, Here you go, Matt. Prater. Three points. There you go. And Tebow's like, Yeah, I got 30 yards.
0: But the Lions, though, they are a rebuilding team. Obviously, they wanted a quarterback in return from the Rams and then a whole bunch of picks. And they also drafted Penny Sewell, who they hope to be. A, kick, a cornerstone on their offensive line for many, many years to come to block more than just Jared Goff because he won't be long for that team. And they're going to be biting a bunch of kneecaps under new head coach, Dan Campbell. Who only
1: way but up with the Lions, basically, over last year. Yeah, um, there's... I, I have very strong feelings about the Goff thing that go both ways. On one hand, I really like that they got a quarterback back in the Stafford deal and they didn't have to worry about a quarterback falling to them, you know, picking at number seven, they They covered their ass. Basically they they covered, but at the same time, it's also like, but this probably was the generational quarterback class. So you probably should have gotten a quarterback in this class. And they had the opportunity to, I don't don't like, yeah. Fields was there. Fields, Fields was absolutely there. Um, you could even argue they could have traded back and and got something and still drafted a quarterback considering where uh, Mac Jones went, you know, literally straight to the Patriots. But it's, it's tough because you're looking at it, and I think we all agree that Goff's not going to work. Um, no, his career could very said, well be effectively done. But you, could, but you could make the argument, I don't know about the playmakers necessarily, but the Lions' offensive line is really good. Yeah, Frank Ragnow, Penny Sewell. Really
0: like they're building a nice line to when they eventually get a quarterback, or whoever that may be, down the road. They actually have some protection to work with because that was one thing Matt Stafford never really had and why he was constantly getting hurt because they were blowing through the line and drilling him unprotected.
1: Yeah, there's um, – the, the Lions aren't going to be good. I don't think there's anybody arguing that. Um, but their offensive line is good. They are they are really not invested in the receiver position. No. Literally at all.
0: Tyrell Williams, um, Rashad Their number Tyerman. one receiver
1: is Tyrell. Yeah, Tyrell Williams is their number one, I would say, right now. And we've seen Tyrell Williams as a number one with the Raiders, and they cut him. They just said, no more of that, please. Go yeah, they're, away.
0: They're also giving so, uh, Romeo Aquara 13 mil a year, which don't really get long-term contracts for the Lions because what's the point of them at that yeah, point, at um, that rate?
1: They're not going to be good. I, I honestly like Dan Campbell for the team. I think he works. He's a big energy guy. Exactly, and, and that's, that's, what that's you, how they're going to win games. they yeah, when gonna you are out-talent anybody. Well, that's
0: the thing. When you suck – you want to have yeah. some form of motivation, and at least the motivation will be his energy of just being hyped mm. up on caffeine and other stimulants, basically. Because did I, you hear where he was like, I wake up and I have three espressos and then a cup of coffee? Yeah. It's like,
1: dude, your heart. Um, I have heard Jeff Okuda has looked really good during camp. So good, because he, he, he needs a bounce back year. Well, here's the thing. No, no rookie was good last year. Yeah. Secondary-wise, besides Antoine Winfield. Um, junior but most of the players who were picked highly last year underwhelming all were very underwhelming but he has looked really good in camp you also got to remember like this was Matt Patricia's defense young players young players couldn't understand it there was a reason that the Patriots didn't draft players besides a couple here and there and got immediate impact yeah, the whole Their system takes way too much time. To
0: the whole Matt Patricia understand. era just set them back five years. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. They if you if you would have told me that they should have just kept Jim Caldwell and just kept going nine and seven, most of the time I would argue you should never just be in the middle. But they were winnable so bad with Patricia, with a solid enough team, but now they have nothing... Like, there's nothing left.
0: Yeah, it's they, not... They were
1: bad, and there's nothing. Because
0: at least with, like, Caldwell, you were mediocre enough that you could kind of slap some pieces together, and it could well, be... Well, and at least
1: they were, like, interesting to watch. And they were a potential
0: wild card team every year. Jim Caldwell was fired yeah. from two teams that he shouldn't have been fired from. I will defend that for forever. Yeah. He was with the Colts for three years, took him to a Super Bowl, got canned. After one year, when Peyton Manning broke his neck. Yeah. That's here nor there. But he... Yeah, the Lions. But you can't.
1: Wish. Yeah, no. I don't think any Lions fan can look me in the face and you know be like, oh no, no, no. I'm happy that we got Matt Patricia and that yeah, we no. fired Jim Caldwell. I I don't see that. um Everything about the Patricia era. I mean, what like what is there? No, it's I mean, just, I it's guess you got productive. T.J. Hawkinson last year. <laughs> that's good. Like that's good. But I don't. I don't really yeah. know
0: but they gutted they gutted all the old veterans brought in a lot of young players they're going to be a rebuilding team for 3 to 5 years at max at, at yeah at, i mean
1: at least they, there could be a quick turnaround if they hit on a hit on a quarterback well, in the draft if, if they can i don't it, like i don't really like any of the quarterbacks coming out this yeah. next year i don't think any of those guys are going to be really that and if good. goff at least can
0: do what he somewhat did in in la you know, that could win him a few games alone, but does he have the? I, he has should no have the
1: protection. He has yeah. the protection. I mean, he's got DeAndre Swift. Yeah, he has a nice now, running Goff's back best, to work off of. Goff's best year was when Gurley was carrying Healthy. the team. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you could see Goff kind of going back to being that game manager. Um, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't think Goff's lows are as low as we've seen them in L.A.
0: But at the same time, how are you going to be able to properly evaluate Goff when he's throwing to Tyrell Williams and Rashad Perryman?
1: Well, that's the thing. I, I think they're making it harder on him. Yeah. They don't They don't want Goff to be the guy because if Goff's the guy, they're locked into his contract.
0: Yeah, they just wanted to get something back so they couldn't get crucified for not having a quarterback, basically, and not being outwardly tanking.
1: Yeah, because then they would have had to sign somebody in free agency, um, and then at that, that point – or they would have to have traded for a backup because – you can't go in literally without a quarterback plan.
0: Yeah, it would have been brutal, but for the Lions last year, they were five and eleven. So I honestly could see right around the same five and twelve, four and thirteen, max six and eleven.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go six and eleven. Uh, I think Dan Campbell will get them a couple, a couple high energy wins. Um, I think there's going to be a couple games where. Goff's going to be able to sit back in the pocket for a long time, or they're just going to be able to just enforce with DeAndre Swift. Um, and, and they have a, they have a decent young secondary. I could see them pulling off some games, but I think, yeah, six wins is probably about where I'm at. They added, they added a game. I think they're much better coached at the end of the day. Yeah, like, yeah. At least so the culture, it's,
0: uh, the culture is at least not as toxic. As it yeah. seems like, even though it's like the meathead frat who uh, frat dude culture, at least it seems like it's a Dan Campbell's like a fun coach to play for. Like, he's definitely a yeah, player coach. Yeah. And there's not really a lot of Matt Patricia guys left really. Cause a lot of them got yeah. cut or dumped. They,
1: yeah. They, they didn't want any of those guys.
0: No. So let's move over to another team. That's kind of been swimming and kind of stuck in neutral of mediocrity. The Minnesota Vikings who last year basically had an MVP candidate and because they didn't win more than seven games because they had Kirk cousins, Um, the Minnesota Vikings, they lost Kyle Rudolph who's just been banged up Riley reef. So their line got weaker and Anthony Harris, who's a really good safety form. So they definitely lost more than what they added in an old Patrick Peterson. Dalvin Thompson's a nice pickup, but after that, not too, too much movement from the Vikings in
1: general. Uh, yeah, I I don't love that Anthony Harris left, but that being said, I think if you put any safety next to Harrison Smith, they're probably going to look pretty good uh, because Harrison Smith is probably a top four safety in he, the entirety of the NFL.
0: And I feel like he's been around for forever, but he's still productive. Like he's, he's having like an Eric Weddle type of career mm-hmm. where you kind of forget about him, but he's constantly making Pro Bowls and he's like a top player at his position, but it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. He
1: is still there. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is still pretty good. And yeah, he's still, he's still really good. Um, Riley reef was terrible for them, but that's because they were starting him at left tackle. Um, I loved, I loved the drafting of uh, Christian Darisal for them. He, they got him late. They got him as a steal. They, I mean, they traded back like twice and still got him. Uh, and he is a starting caliber left tackle. Um, Bobby O'Neill also was really coming into his own uh, at right tackle. So I think their line is progressively getting better. Um, playmaking wise, you have Adam Thielen, you have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin um, um, Cook, Dalvin Cook, uh, Irv Smith Jr., who I think is. They good have good. talent on the really. offensive ball. I it mean, just... off- see, here's the thing: the offense wasn't the problem last year. No. The defense couldn't stop anything
0: and which when Mike Zimmer is known for his defense and the defense is your problem with your football team. And that is supposed to be your main forte might be time for a coaching change out in Minnesota after this year. Honestly, I I, disagree
1: because it's it's kind of running its course. I think you're going to see the defense bounce back this year big because they had opt-outs last year. They also had a ton of injuries towards the end of the year. Oh, everyone was dropping. You were looking at that team, and you were like, "Okay, I see Harrison Smith, I see Eric Kendricks, and I don't see another player that I know the name." I of. think I saw
0: today that they brought back Everson Griffin as well.
1: Did they? That's I, interesting. I think so. Let me look. Yes, I think he it, left. He left there to go to the Cowboys. Yeah, pass rusher to to
0: Everson it. Griffin signs with the Minnesota Vikings, so he's back home after that's a, interesting one year yeah. drop off. So that's good. Him and uh, Daniil Hunter were a pretty good group pairing. So to bring that back together is you know, won't be a, ba- a bad thing.
1: Yeah, well, and having Dalton Tomlinson in the middle, that's also uh, great
0: for no, their the, run No, the stop, front right? seven has the potential to be a really good front seven they, compared yeah, to, they, like, a Washington. Need,
1: yeah, they need their secondary to step up, um, which is always tough because I feel like they always are just drafting guys for the secondary that, that never pan out.
0: I feel like they've drafted a cornerback in the top in the first round for the past, like, three, four years.
1: Well, I can't say exactly if they're first round picks, but just off the top of my head, Jeff Gladney they drafted. Didn't they cut him already? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had some legal issues, like he uh, yeah. domestic violence. I want to say, but um, Jeff Gladney, Mike Hughes, yep, uh, Trey Wayne's. None of them Mackenzie are Mackenzie so- Alexander. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, I think, just actually signed back, um, but they they like draft. All these secondary guys, yep. and it feels like besides Xavier Rhodes, who was super inconsistent and still is, they haven't really hit on one per se. Um, Cameron Dansler doesn't look bad. He actually looked a lot better than Gladney did. Mm-hmm. So him coming into his second year, I think Peterson will be serviceable, especially no, if he's you're good, giving him that safety help. He's a he's a good veteran to have <laughs> as well. So he's that's just not as athletic as he once was. Yeah. but he but he's still. I think he's still good enough to, to play in the NFL and good enough to start. Yeah. Um,
0: so, since Zimmer took over, going into his first year, they drafted Rhodes in the 13 draft mm-hmm. going into the 14 seasons, which was his first year. Rhodes, Waynes, Hughes, and Gladney. So, four yep. defensive backs and yeah, a lot of defense. Mm hmm. And believe Mackenzie
1: Alexander was a second-round pick one of those years.
0: Yeah, but also they haven't hit on really any of them. Other nope. than literally Barr and Rhodes and Jefferson, they haven't hit on any first-round picks. Garrett Bradbury, Mike Hughes, Laquan Treadwell.
1: Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Laquan Treadwell. Yeah. Mm. I mean,
0: Teddy Bridgewater, he was good until he got his leg yeah, ripped till off. The knee. Cordell Patterson was good after he left Minnesota, basically.
1: Yeah. Well, he's a running back now yeah
0: <laughs> so oh boy uh i think it's make or break time for the vikings though because they're tied their wagon to kirk cousins they continue to extend him because that contract is kicking them in the ass so they need to free up money somehow so they just cutting bait and letting him go um you know maybe they have a plan with kellen mond afterwards i don't know but i think definitely oh, with, I wish. with definitely with zimmer though i think that he's on the hot seat this season Even though, because yes, you know, last season was a complete train wreck for him. They've been up and down. It seems like every single year, like they're competitive, Mm -hmm. but they can never get over the hump. And it's you know, it's not because he's a bad coach. I'd sign up for a Mike Zimmer type of his record as a head coach for a while, but Mm -hmm. you know, eventually maybe the message just kind of runs stale, and it's time to switch things up because a lot of the players who've been there have been through there throughout the course of his tenure. So how much can you kind of give the same speech over and over again to get people going?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we'll see uh, when the regular season comes kind of where he's still at. Cause again, I think he's a great coach. Um, if he got fired, I would absolutely love to have him as my defensive coordinator. On oh, he would, he would, team. he would find a job very quick. I think. Yeah. Um, even if it's not, I think he could find a head coach job, but even if not, he could definitely walk into a defensive coordinator position. for a
0: year. And then he'll find another head coaching yeah. job
1: if he wanted it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think this is a team that regular season wise, um, could shock some people. And I think could have a pretty good record. um, because at the end of the day, that's like kind of what Kirk Cousins is, and what He's he good re- can do. Yeah, this is a good regular season quarterback until like the that's...
0: lights get turned on bright and it's time to show up.
1: Exactly, and they'll and they'll falter in the playoffs um, if they do as good as I think they can in the regular season. But I'm not going to be shocked if they have a big bounce back year and go maybe twelve and five. Honestly,
0: I think that's their ceiling, their floor. I could see nine and eight Mm -hmm. like just over 500 because offensive there's too much talent on this team on both sides of the ball to be under 500 again if we're being honest if everyone yeah is relatively healthy yes injuries happen in football so that's going to happen but if all their main players stay on the field for majority of the season they'll be in a wild card hunt because you know outside of the east no one's there's only one team coming out of the east just by default if we're being Mm -hmm. honest the North, it's going to be the Packers more than likely. The South, probably one team. And then the West, there's going to be a shootout for all three of uh, basically all those teams.
1: So if they can stay a little bit better than the West, they could sneak into the playoffs. Well, yeah. And you're getting two games against the Bears and two games against the Lions. So realistically, in that, you should probably be going three and one. Yeah. Split with the Bears and sweep the Lions. Yeah. And hopefully, and hopefully, you can maybe sneak one on the Packers. I mean, I don't know if you can, they, play, they play them tough. They, they play, don't play, play them th- tough every time. So,
0: if their home game against the Packers isn't like a primetime game, Kurt Cousins should be okay. So, one, if it's a one <laughs> o'clock game, he's fine. So, let's shift gears to the Bears. And they've had an offseason, to say the least, where they brought in Andy Dalton, tweeted out QB1 and then turn around and draft future QB1, Justin Fields because they were able to go trade up and go get him from swap picks with the giants. And they didn't think he would be there. And he was. So immediately shot Andy Dolan and stabbed him in the back because your days are numbered kid. And they keep saying that he's going to be the day one starter week one, which means he won't be the week two starter. If he has a bad game because Justin Fields, he's had a good preseason for the most part, other than getting absolutely obliterated by the Buffalo bills. Um, He's going to be their QB. No ifs, ands, or buts about it.
1: Here's here's the main thing with the Bears. Um, I think by like week five or week six, we could be looking at a new head coach, new quarterback, new coordinator, all that. So you're kind of already starting Justin Fields behind the eight ball because. If you're going to sit him, don't sit him for one week or for week yeah. 1 or week 2. Like don't don't throw him in, you know, game 5. You if you're going to sit him, at least wait until like week 8, week 9 to put him in because what is that extra week going to do? What is that extra 2 weeks going to do? You might as well at least let Dalton take half of the year. You know, you did sign him. You did tell him that he was going to be QB1. Um, you might as well at least see what you have with him. I I just don't think the Bears are that good. I mm-hmm. don't really think there's a reason. Oh, no, they're a bad Like Like, there, there's no reason for them to be like, oh, well, if Dalton does bad week one, we need to put Fields in because we got to save the season. No, they just there's... want an
0: excuse then at that point to put in their new shiny toy.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like nobody's looking at this roster. They also have Foles on this roster. Let's just say that that. too. I don't know how long he's going to be on there. Honestly, I think they'll probably cut him him pretty soon, cut him or trade him. I think they're waiting to see if somebody's going to trade for him. I think they're waiting because if somebody's quarterback goes down, quarterback goes down, somebody will give up a pick for Foles. They'll Mm -hmm. give up like a sixth or a seventh or something.
0: Two quarterbacks that could be moved. Probably him and Jimmy G maybe Gardner. Yeah. Um, not it's my team though. Hope not.
1: It Doesn't seem. Like well, that. it's division rivals, so they won't. Yeah. Um, but if you if you look at the Bears roster, this isn't this isn't the Bears defense. You know, when Mac got, first got there, and everybody was like, "Oh, if they could just get a competent quarterback, <laughs> like that defense is so good, it could take them so far." This defense is old now. Yeah, Khalil Mack is still great, but he is older. Akeem. Hicks is great, but he's literally the only good player you have on your defensive line. You have one good secondary at great last year because you tried to move him around too much and tried to have him try to play box safety and sort of also slot corner, even though he was a free safety and should always be a free safety. Well, they also Um, lost Kyle Fuller to the Broncos. Didn't lose. They cut him.
0: Yeah, they They, let him go.
1: I don't know. Kyle Fuller is like a really good corner. They just, gonna, they just didn't. They
0: just didn't want to pay
1: him. It's like this team is not.
0: Yeah, I. I don't think anything can really save Nagy's job. Honestly, I think this is kind of just I, a bridge I year.
1: Really defended Nagy for a while because I thought it was Trubisky holding him back.
0: Nagy's de- decision making late
1: game is. It's bad. Rough. It's rough. It's rough. It's it's a lot of what people used to criticize Andy Reid for. And it's like, are you really surprised? The main reason Andy Reid kind of has gotten out of that is because he won the Super Bowl and now he has Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback.
0: So I'm looking at the Bears schedule, right, to see like where's a good spot to start fields at any point. And I'm seeing something I usually don't see in the NFL. They're home in a way every other week and never have like a homestand more than a game. That's
1: stupid.
0: They go at Los Angeles, home to Cincinnati; at Cleveland, home to Detroit; at Vegas, home to Green Bay; at Tampa Bay, home to San Francisco; at Pittsburgh, bye week, uh, home to Baltimore; at Detroit, home to Arizona; at Green Bay, home to Minnesota; at Seattle, home to, uh, home to New York; at Minnesota. That is... I've never seen that for a schedule ever. No, because usually so you weird. Usually you either oh get two. To three, usually at some point you would get like a two to three game road yeah, trip and then a, a two to stretch. three to the game yeah.
1: homestand wow so that is weird that's not doing them any favors All no it's travel. not because they never Ooh. get to stay home for more than a week what week is their bye week week 10 what week who do they play coming out of that baltimore after
0: playing at pittsburgh on a monday night Ooh, you can't you can't start like
1: yeah if the if week you're six playing Fields at that point, you had to have already been playing him. Because if you start Fields after like a bye week and you put him up against Baltimore, they're going to eat him alive. There,
0: there's no good place to start him because you start against LA, which you could get killed by Aaron Donald. But then it's like, okay, you start maybe starting week two home to Cincinnati, but then you immediately have to go out to Cleveland. Cleveland, and
1: then you get miles Garrett.
0: But then it's yeah. like, okay, maybe start him home to Detroit, but then you have to go out to Vegas, which, you know, they're a... Average team, but then you start a stretch of Green Bay, Tampa Bay, San Fran, Pittsburgh, Baltimore.
1: Oh, that's one of the most. Bru- that's probably like Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore are yeah. like four of the top ten front sevens. And then you have to, yeah. That's... And Pitt- Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay are like number one and number two. So this Up is having Washington.
0: this is having all the makings for. A messy, messy season for the Bears.
1: Yeah. Again, I think I think Nagy's gonna be out by like week four weeks. I
0: five. think they clean house entirely. GM everybody. Gone. Cause they haven't really been able to do much after the double doink.
1: They've fallen off I dramatically. Think, and I and haven't think been able if, to recover. If Fields hits, I think they'll keep pace. I think they really want
0: pace to the work out.
1: Really want pace to work. I feel like they really like pace, and even though he hasn't always made the right calls,
0: has um, Nagy has Nagy been his only QB, uh, his only head coach hire, or is head? I think
1: so. I think so.
0: Let's take let's take a look,
1: Ryan. But usually, know. if they're kind of you know together,
0: no, that's what I'm saying. It's like if you're gonna clean house with Nagy, as well,
1: yeah, you might as well clear it all. out. Pace took really over like they- in 2015.
0: So Matt Nagy, when did he start? Matt Nagy started. Doo, doo, doo. Oh, he's from New Jersey. That's right. Matt Nagy started as the head coach in 2018. So who the 18, hell? Yeah. So that would have been his second Big head Fangio. coach. That's right. Yikes. No, Fangio. Oh, wait, a... wait,
1: wait, no, no, Fangio was the was the Broncos. John Fox. John Fox. No, I don't even think it was Fox. Yeah. Yep. It was. Went... It was Tressman. It was. Yeah. Trestman. And then when they fired Tressman, Pace came in and he hired John Fox.
0: Yeah, because they gave Trubisky a year with Oh, God. They're,
1: so, so Pace's tenure with Fox, they were 14 and 34. Mm-hmm. He then ha- now has Nag.
0: I, think you, I don't think you give him a third coach hire. I really don't think you can.
1: I don't think he can
0: either. God, he's done that much damage in six years.
1: Executive of the year. The, that was By the sporting news in 2017. That was the double doink year, I think, right? hmm
0: Yeah, that's when Trubisky was actually a competent quarterback. Yeah,
1: it was, it was, and they, and they hit on Eddie Jackson, they hit on Tariq Cohen.
0: And Amos yep. was still there too.
1: Yep. Yep. So they looked great then.
0: Yeah, I think this is the end of the line for the current regime. After it's gonna be a brutal season, I could very well see. Oh boy, if Fields plays any part of the season. I could see it being a six and 11, seven and 10 season.
1: Yeah. At yeah. any point,
0: if it's just down to Dalton,
1: four to six wins, maybe. I think if, I think if they stay Dalton the full year, which I, I give, I give almost no chance of happening, honestly. No, the fans um, won't allow it. and And the Chicago fans will go berserk. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the thing is, you don't, we don't know when we're going to get fields. There's no good place to start them. If they stick with Dalton, I agree. Probably four wins. Um, if they go with fields, I still think honestly, the best place to start fields would be
0: week 12 at Detroit, Arizona, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, New York, Minnesota. That's the second part of the season is probably the better place to put them. Here's the
1: only problem with that. And it's not fully a problem but let's say fields does come in rips off like four straight wins you kill your draft order you kill your draft stock because let's say they also have the giants up there or no
0: they don't have the giants have their pick never mind do they they don't even have a first round pick this year
1: oh well then screw it it doesn't matter yeah because they traded the first honestly yeah put fields in after week 12 let him (laughs) just roll see what happens screw it build up you might as well build up something with him and Allen robinson because if if you force Robin Robinson oh. to have Dalton the whole year, but continue to try to tell him Fields is the future, and you already franchise tagged so, him and he's not signing an extension, you can't franchise tag him again. So you I franchise just franchise tag him. When it's I gonna said, be like 30 million.
0: When I said oh, start on week twelve, I'm just looking at it. It says Thursday, November twenty fifth at twelve thirty at Detroit. Huh? Wonder what game that is. Thanksgiving. It's the Thanksgiving game. <laughs> that'd oh, be that'd nice. be a great debut. Yeah, put him on Thanksgiving. Put him on Thanksgiving. Oh boy. So that's that's the Bears. Not not much hope. Easily third place in the division just by process of elimination. I don't think they'll be worse than the Lions though, but they're going to be I
1: think there's a world where if they stick with Oof. Dalton, if they really stick with Dalton. Yeah. I really think there's a chance that that happens. There's also a factor of injuries too because just cuz they're bad doesn't mean that their star players are going to stay healthy. If they're bad and their star players get hurt they're just gonna be even worse and i think i trust detroit to make more with less than i do chicago i agree so let's talk about
0: the green bay packers and the big off season news was what in the hell was going on with aaron Rodgers, and finally they were able to put it to bed and they got some form of a fugazi contract together more than likely this is his last year in green Bay, but he's coming back one last ride. they re-signed Aaron Jones four years, 48 million. So at least they have something and Kevin King who got absolutely destroyed every once in a while. And that's Kevin King, right? Who got absolutely toasted.
1: Who got the, yeah, he got the uh, the penalty to the. Yeah. A guy who they shouldn't have
0: brought back. They did. But they lost Jamal Williams, Rick Wagner, Corey Lindsey, and Christian Kirksey, and Tremont Williams, who I forgot was still in the NFL, retired. But it's okay because Aaron Rodgers is coming back. And it sounds like also Devonte Adams might be on the way out as well because basically he said he likes playing with Aaron Rodgers, but that doesn't matter as long as I get paid my money. So this team yeah. is its hitting the wall soon. It is absolutely falling apart soon, though.
1: I mean, you, you look at what Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams put up on Instagram. The the last dance. This is it. This is the year. This is Devontae Adams. I think is gonna leave. Uh, Rodgers is for sure going big time. Um, but uh, they're still really good. Like, no, they are. Still, it- they're still really good. Just, um, I mean, we saw I a wish... pissed
0: off, we saw a pissed off, motivated Rodgers last year come out and win NFL MVP.
1: Yeah, and I mean, here, here's the thing. It, I don't want this to come off as like disrespectful to Rodgers after everything he did last year, but we can also acknowledge that last year Rodgers was way better than the previous two to three years. Yeah. Rodgers, we didn't think he was still at that level, and then this past year he proved that he was. So that's great. He needs to be that player still. You you can't go back to what you were two three years ago. You need to be what you were last year for the Packers to be Super Bowl contenders. Um, the I I get Rogers' frustration with you know the draft and everything that the Packers have done to kind of always like never give him fully what he wants but also they've given him a lot of leeway they've given him a lot of stuff like yeah let's not act like Aaron Rodgers was ever throwing to like just like bums he always had Jordy Nelson Greg Jennings he had I mean, Michael Finley Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL I mean yeah the Packers didn't draft him in the first round okay cool makes it even better um I understand them never giving him a full-fledged number two receiver that he always had. He always had a number one, and then there was always a group of guys, and I get that. Adam Lazard's also been productive as well when healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, there's there's players that he's always had that were pretty – I mean, I remember their Super Bowl year. They had a stacked wide receiver group. Um, so I think Rodgers is a little – a little overpressed about that because, yeah, they don't draft a lot of skill positions in the first round. But you've consistently had a good line, always. Rogers has never had a bad line.
0: No, he's always been very well protected. They produ- they draft linemen, produce, uh, develop them, let them walk, Go and, and then, then let comes in. Down. Yep. yeah, and then in comes another one. It doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: so it's just a it's just a rotationary door. Uh, playmaking wise, always have had a good, solid tight end.
0: Tanya's um, been good. He was good. A, Tanya was awesome last year. He scored yeah. like ten
1: touchdowns. Yeah, number always a number one receiver. At times, they have had arguably a top five receiver. Right now, they have literally the best receiver. Um, and since G- Gudacrest has really taken over, have you noticed that the defense has gotten a lot better? Yeah, both Smiths. I don't, Amos. I don't know. If Amos Jair. I don't. I don't know if Rodgers they're giving him help fully understands like they've given him a really good defense. Yeah. You know, your third fourth receiver might have to be Marquez Valdez scaling. You might have to make do with Allen Lazard instead of getting another number two, but guess what? You have Devonte Adams. So I, while I get his frustrations, it's not just one thing over the past 14 years, the Rodgers green Bay relationship has always been so weird like, ever since ever they drafted since, him ever since they drafted him it was weird because of the farb situation and then after Favre, and he was so good but they were still it was it's always been weird it's always been really weird um but i don't fully understand rogers hating Gudacrest so much when ted thompson was significantly worse as a gm yeah, he well, staunchy at least he literally wouldn't sign free agents like at all. They weren't allowed to sign free agents. I think they Dean and Rogers even
0: have them. a quote. It might have been it was somebody on the Packers where they said like, "Yeah, this is the first time we've actually signed young free agents." Because like other than that, the most yes. like the highest you know price tag free time agent they
1: did was Charles Woodson.
0: Yeah, so that was. And it. then after that was like Julius Peppers, who was in his age like thirty four season at
1: that point. Yeah, that was it. That's all they went out and got with Ted Thompson. So. I don't know. I think, I think Rogers for the complaining and I, and I get it. I understand the relationship has always been Rocky, but I mean, you've been given a lot more help than a lot of other quarterbacks,
0: but I do think he is gone at the end of the year. Oh, he's
1: gone. He is so gone. I think it's going to be either Denver or New York. It's gotta be Denver. It has to be Denver because there's no way. I mean, I could be wrong because John Elway's proven New, me wrong before. Denver his, and New York are in AFC. both...
0: Denver and New York are in the same situations. Good offensive talent pretty good defenses, but in need of that quarterback. So yes, it's-
1: but the Giants at least have Daniel Jones as a project, and I think he's... I I struggle with Jones because I think he's like at that golf level, maybe a little bit above, where it's like he's good enough that you're probably going to keep running it back with him and just hope that he's going to put it together. I don't Denver, think so. On the other hand.
0: I don't think so. I think really. if, I think if this, we'll get into it during the East, but if this is a bad year again, I think both him and Gettleman go out because year three is when you have to decide on, you know, going into year four, then what's the point of the quarterback. And then at that point you have to decide if you're picking up the fifth year option or extending them and you can't give Gettleman another quarterback. So I think they're kind of tied to each other because judge is definitely, I think he's the giants co- coach. Like they like him. He's yeah. Parcells 2.0. Like he is what giants football should be. So he's safe. And you know, Mara wants to win. Now they're in a place where they can't go with another project. They need a veteran, either a Derek Carr, if they ever decided whatever the hell they're doing out there or an Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that makes sense to me. Um, but I think, denver as far as oh it's
0: much more appealing
1: not not drafting justin fields you know trading for teddy who's really gonna have one year left on his deal one is pretty much i, I feel bad year. for
0: bridgewater so much
1: yeah yeah that
0: that um, injury set his career into such a freaking down
1: hill yeah, spiral well, and then he and then he had the comeback with the saints and he was
0: a jet remember yeah. that
1: yeah yeah i remember For a was, preseason. Well, they 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 signed him literally just to
0: trade to him. trade
1: him. Yep. Um, but there's there's so so much like Denver had to put stock into Rogers coming. Like oh, they, oh,
0: absolutely. They position themselves for him at any point so, because that's the LA yeah, way.
1: If he doesn't come next year for Denver, for Denver, I don't like, know what they, they do then. They, they they they're forced to draft a guy. They have to. Because
0: I don't know what quarterbacks um, else would be on the market.
1: Unless Jimmy Garoppolo is available, but even then, I mean, you're just kind of kicking the can the down the road. Yeah. You're just kind of doing the same thing. So I think Denver has to like throw everything at them. They have to like know something or have some inclination that once Rogers is done with this, he wants to join them. Um, that's the only way it makes sense to me because that's a Super Bowl roster. Which the agents definitely talk on a quarterback. Oh, for sure. But, you know, getting back to this, to this Packers team and how good they are, um you you know, you look at some of the some of the losses that they had, but you just kind of expect that they're gonna fill them in. Um I ideally I would love for them to trade a low pick to Jacksonville for CJ Henderson, who was allegedly available. Um, I think you put him next to the Jair. That would be great. I don't think you go in with Kevin King as your second corner. Yeah,
0: what was that the NFC Championship game? He got absolutely yes, he got torched
1: whole game. The whole game was getting destroyed. It's also because their pass rush couldn't get home. Preston's yeah, no, was not good last year. It was mean, there's no other way to say it. Yeah, I think Zedarius. They were asking him to cover too much. Yeah, it, they were, they were doing dropping weird. him into coverage.
0: That's what they did with Peppers too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Dom Capers is like done there though, fully officially. I think he's finally fully retired out. But I mean, this is still a team that if anybody is going to give a buck the Bucks a fight, it, it's still it's, them. It's going to be them.
0: Fi- yeah. Final uh, prediction for the Packers.
1: Give me, give me eleven and six. I think there's a chance Minnesota beats them in division.
0: I think 11, 11 wins is their floor, max is 14. If Rodgers comes back I, and plays like he did.
1: Yeah, I can't I just can't see them taking the regular season like incredibly serious because Rodgers never does.
0: Oh no, and he and that's why they they never get a home game until last year basically as the number 1 seed.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see though cuz he does this is their last dance, so he might want to give them one last you know, shot, one last really good season, one last record-breaking season kind of thing. And he, he has the tools for it. He, yeah. he, he's he got Devontae Adams, who's probably going to lead the league in like touchdowns. It's just a matter of do, yards. do they
0: have their yearly championship game choke, basically. Mm-hmm. So that is yet to be seen. But Jesse, where do you want to go next, east or west? I think it's time to do the West AFC or NFC. Who do you want to start out with in the West? NFC. All right. So next podcast for the NFL, we're going to be doing the NFC West. So maybe the Steves will be back for that one. I'm not sure. But we have a SummerSlam and NXT 36 podcast coming out soon. And we're still chugging along doing some card openings. I have a Bowman 2021 box ready to go uh, sometime later in the week. And then Tops Chrome sometime down the road as well. So make sure to follow all of our social media. Those links are down in the description. Follow us and all that fun stuff. Watch us on YouTube and all your other podcast platforms. So we'll see you in the next episode.